Hey there, friends. My name is Christy Browning, and I am the host here on the Marketing Megaphone Podcast. I am so excited to teach you not only true marketing tactics, but also some innovative ideas for your small business or nonprofit. I'll tell you, my philosophy is that marketing is not just about increasing revenues, but it's about growing relationships. And while we embrace technology and all of its advances to connect us to our audience, I believe that there's value in timeless techniques that are still very powerful, as well as those innovative ideas that are cutting edge and super cool. So hang out with me here in this podcast. We will be happy to teach you all that we know, and maybe we'll learn from you along the way. Stay Stay tuned, friends. There's good things to come. Well, there are no shortage of ideas when it comes to marketing concepts, organizing and structuring your marketing, the latest trends and tips on how to structure your marketing. It's endless. And that's usually what gets people the most overwhelmed when the marketing conversation bubbles to the surface. It's, oh, there's just so many things and I don't even know where to begin. And what I have a lot of uh, companies ask me is what is the right structure for me? Or more importantly, they'll ask, what is the new thing? Like what's the latest and greatest thing we should be doing for our marketing? This tends to come up a lot with companies that maybe haven't revisited their marketing in several years, or maybe they've been in business for quite a few years and they're realizing that time is evolving and marketing's evolving and they haven't evolved. Well, let me give you some peace of mind. (laughs) Take a breath. The real key isn't finding the perfect structure or the perfect new trend or latching on to the latest and greatest. It really is about finding what works for you and for your audience. Now, I want you to imagine with me for a moment that we are going to go shoe shopping and we both want to purchase a pair of shoes While we may wear the same size of shoes, and we may even like the same colors and the same styles, I am looking for a running shoe, and you may be looking for a pair of dress shoes. The thing is, is we can go to the same store that has the latest and greatest trends, that carries the most uh, high-end names, or it has the best kind of service or selection, but no matter what the store has to offer, What you're looking for and what's going to be a good fit for you is not what I'm looking for and is not going to be a good fit for me. No matter how many amazing pairs of dress shoes that a shoe salesman can bring out to me, it's not what I'm looking for. It's not what I want. It doesn't matter how flashy their signage is or how great their store is or all the perks and benefits and features that they may be able to offer me. It's not the right fit. And that's what ultimately we want to get you to is a clear presence in your marketing that fits for you. There are a lot of options, which is great because that means we're more likely to find the thing that does fit for us. And we, we don't necessarily have to fit in a cookie cutter mold any longer. However, the choices are endless and can be very overwhelming. So I want you to reset your mind, not on some perfect formula that you need to fit into or some latest trend that you have to adhere to. I want you to reset your mind on what works for you and what fits for you. 
So part of thinking about your structure for marketing and mapping that out is really looking at your vision and your goals. Um, what is it that you know, you're trying to accomplish besides just making more money or getting more business. That's really what we all want. But what is it that you that you specifically are looking for? Is there a specific dollar amount or specific client number you're trying to hit? Are you trying to change the industry? Are you trying to have a bigger impact and a bigger reach? What exactly is that vision or goal that you have with what your marketing will look like? Clarifying that vision or goal and the priorities in which you need to establish to get to that vision or goal is really important. This is one of the first questions we have with our clients when we bring them on for any kind of a marketing project. You know, what is the underlying goal that you're trying to accomplish here? Yeah, sure, we can run after all the latest trends and do some really cool things and we have really great ideas and the world is full of possibilities. But we need to sift through those. And so what is it that you're trying to accomplish? If you're trying to create an exposure and create an awareness, that looks different than generating sales. And while they may come to the end result in the same way, as far as you may see an increase in revenue or in customers or clients, the overarching goal is different. And the path that we take to get to that goal may be different. The priority structure may be different. So we have to evaluate these solutions and these ideas. And it's just like updating your um, policies and procedures or your operating and business structure. Um, you know, having new or different ideas and approaches and adapting your workflow and your team can all be really great solutions. But all of that can just muddy the waters and get really, really overwhelming for everyone involved if we don't really know what the vision and goal is first. So I like pulling together leaders, design people, um, you know, different department heads and talking about the goal for that particular marketing project. And what is it that we really need for this to do? So once we kind of know what we want, and that's, that's the goal, just like us going shoe shopping, it isn't just to show up at the mall or a department store and say, I'm here to shop. We have to be specific. I'm here to shoe shop. And then even beyond that, I'm here to shop for dress shoes or running shoes. That becomes really specific. And that's what we want you to get to when it comes to your marketing. A lot of times when we have this discussion about vision or goals, people start thinking really broad scope. And that's okay. That's like saying, I want to go shopping. Broad scope. Okay. I want to grow my business. Fantastic. That looks like I need to buy shoes. <laughs> so let's get down to a little bit more specifics on what it is that you need. And sometimes that means looking at marketing in a capsulated time, like this year, what is the goal? Or these next couple of quarters, what is the goal? And in that situation, that's where you're able to maybe peel back some layers and say, you know what, this year, or in these, you know, first couple of quarters of the year, this is what needs to happen. And this is where we need to land. And that is what brings you to the point where you can say, I'm here to buy running shoes, or I'm here to buy dress shoes. So think about that. Now let's talk about how do we find the structure that's right for you. Um, there's really nothing wrong with wanting to adapt to some new things and uh, approach new ideas and maybe even consider bringing some new, new trends into your timeless techniques. We are a fan of both as long as it's a good fit for you. 
And it's really important that you do know what's kind of going on around you and why you might consider a new trend or why you may cancel out a new trend and say, yeah, no, this is not the thing for me. Either way, it's okay. But knowing what's going on will help you understand maybe if there's an, a change or shift that needs to happen. So there was a recent organization survey that was taken that kind of pulled together marketing and talents and kind of what's going on in the world of marketing. And in 2022, the trend showed that there was more people trying to get a more centralized marketing plan than ever before. Basically what that means is we're trying to do more marketing with less confusion, less money, and less disjointed plans, which we love to hear that. As a marketing agency, I love to hear that because the last thing I want is for one division or one section of a company to run off and do one thing and another one do another thing. And the right hand and the left hand don't know what's going on. And we just hope that it all works together. What we want is a centralized approach and a centralized idea of what's going to help make marketing work as a whole. And so for you, you need to think about, okay, what are the trends? What are the things that are happening? Does this fit in our overall idea of our vision and our goal for right now? And when we look at a marketing plan and what we're trying to do, how does this play into all facets of our marketing? How are we reaching into different divisions and different ideas and different products or different services so that we're not just running off in separate areas? Organizations that are moving to this more like centralized structure are really leveraging their efficiency and it reduces kind of stepping on top of each other. It helps to cut back on the budget. You can run stronger, you can run leaner, and it's more organized for your audience because if they find you in one capacity and then see you in another, those things kind of look the same, right? And that's what we want. So this sort of centralized structure can be a little bit slower to roll out because you have to think about more trends or more things, more divisions, more facets, but it is what will move your customer farther in to the brand of your business and to what you have to offer. So if you're looking to really bring them in and have them absorb your culture, your style, your sources, your service, all of that, this sort of global perspective of your marketing will really sell that. So how do we, how do we craft that? And that's always the question, right? How do we build this and start stacking the bricks together to get it? I'm first going to tell you that, you know, your vision and goals is always going to be the ultimate driving factor. But beyond that, you may want to ask some key questions of your audience. Nothing is better than tapping into your followers, your email database, your customers and clients and asking them what they want. What is the next thing they want from you? Are they needing just more of what you're currently doing? Are they looking for it to be packaged differently and be offered differently? Are they looking for something new? Are they are they open to something new? And so when we look at that and you have that conversation with your audience, there's going to be really good key points that will come out from them. And ultimately, they're the ones that you're trying to cater to. So they are your best test market. When we decided to do this podcast, this came about because of some surveys that we did with our audience. I knew that people wanted to learn more about, about marketing. That was just a gut instinct. And my survey proved that to be accurate. But what I didn't know was 
how much people wanted to learn and what format they wanted to learn in. And originally my thought was that we would crank out a bunch of YouTube videos. And yet when we did the survey, more people were open to podcasts over YouTube videos and even blog posts or articles over YouTube videos. Uh, And initially had we just run into what we thought was what we wanted to do, we would have created something that our audience really didn't want. And so when you're looking at a marketing plan and you're thinking about what is it that we are trying to create and do, it's always a great idea to reach back into your audience and ask them, you know, where are you showing up? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Are you more TikTok person? Where can we show up that most makes sense with the audience we're trying to reach? What is it that you want to hear from us? What is it that you want to buy from us? Where are you making these transactions online? Are you doing it you know, through a website? Are you wanting some other platform? Would you rather come into a store? Do you want a personalized shopping experience? I mean, the questions can go on and on and on and on. But the idea behind it is that you may have a vision and goal of what you're trying to achieve. And that doesn't have to change according to your, your research and your survey, but how you choose to get there and the marketing tactics you use to leverage may change, may shift, and may look a little different if you ask your audience. So how do you do this? How do we really ask our audience? Well, you can create online polls uh, through social media really easily. You can also create a, a survey online and submit it to your email audience and ask for them to complete it. We created a survey form on our website and directed people there to complete it in exchange for some resources we gave to them as a way to say thank you for taking a couple of minutes to answer what was like eight questions in our survey. You can consider putting together a survey monkey or a jot form or anything like that digitally that you can share and get the word out. You could also send something by mail if you have a mailing list. Now, I know that seems really old school, but again, depending on your audience, that may be the very best way to reach them. We chose to send something by email because that's the way our audience is used to hearing from us. But I have a client that is uh, an attorney and has a firm and they find the best response comes when they send things by mail. Well, think about it. If you get something in the mail from an attorney's office, you open that stuff, right? <laughs> you open it because you're like, what the heck is this and why am I getting it, right? It like grabs your attention as something really important. If I send something in the mail, it may not have the same impact, but she knows her audience and she knows that given what it is that she does and her primary form of you know communication and um, method with her audience, that's going to have a lot of weight. And so you could complete a survey on paper, include a self-addressed stamped envelope and have them send them back to you. There's really no right or wrong reason to get this information back. It's just asking the questions. And you may be very surprised as to what the responses are and let that shape a little bit of your tactics and a little bit of your trends. You can see all the latest and greatest trends, but if your audience isn't tapping into that, it's just a waste of time. And I know there's a lot of pressure to just stay on the up and up and do the next cool thing that's coming out. But again, you are just wasting time and money. It's not the thing that's going to get you to your goal. And it's especially not the thing that's getting you closer to your audience. Then that's, that is counterintuitive productive, right? So what does your audience want from you? What do they want to hear from you? Where do they want to get it? How they want to learn? What do they want to absorb? What platforms are they going to? All these kinds of questions are really critical for this. 
So we know that we are going to set a vision and goal. We know that we're going to be okay with letting some trends go and be more focused on what is the latest and greatest, or rather than what is the latest and greatest, what is the right fit for us and our audience. We're going to ask our audience for their opinion and get some feedback from them. And then the fourth thing we're going to do is we're going to sit down with our team. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't have a team, I'm just me. Pull together some trusted business friends that know business, that maybe are other business owners or people that you can sit with and kind of have some brainstorming session with. You guys get together and do this as a group and start putting some ideas on paper and bouncing them off of each other and do this with your team if you have a team. A lot of people are really hesitant to bring their staff or their team involved in this conversation because they think, well, they're not marketing people. We don't have to involve them. However, you would be surprised at some of the insight that your team may have on your audience because they work with your audience. They're the ones that are greeting clients at the door or seeing them at the cash register or, you know, talking to them on the phone or interacting with them digitally. So take them under your wing, pull them into the conversation and get their insight. They don't have to be the ultimate decision maker, but collaborate with them, value their opinion and what they know, what they see and get their buy-in because ultimately marketing isn't just about showing up on a computer screen or in a mailer or in an ad, it is all encompassing. Just like we say, it's online, it's in print and it's in person. And guess what? Your team is the in-person part. And so they need to be able to buy into what you're doing too. So bring them into the conversation, get their ideas, get those juices flowing and pull out some creativity from them as well. And if you're doing this with a group of business friends, you guys put yourself in your shoes of your particular customer or client and try to think through, you know, what is it they want? What do they need? What would work? What wouldn't work? And help each other out. Switch out your hats, switch out your thinking to, you know, lend some collaborative ears to this conversation. So the fifth thing I want you to do is I want you to come back with all these great ideas and all the things that you could do. And I want you to prioritize what of those tactics, strategies, ideas will most likely help you reach your goal. Some of these things may help you get there and they may be good in theory, but they may not be the most important thing to do right now. Not only is it maybe not a priority from a time standpoint, but it may not be a priority from a budget standpoint. And it may just not be the best idea out of the long list of things that you that you came up with. So look through and kind of prioritize that brainstorm list and pull out your top three to five ideas that you think will really help you get to your goal. Here's the thing to remember with this. You can always change it. Keep the list of ideas. Keep the brainstorming. Keep the brain dump. Hold on to those things. Try what you think will work. And if you get through it and you're like, yeah, this didn't really produce the results we were thinking, go back to your list and pull something else off the list. There's no like one and done concept here. You don't have to write it in stone and then walk away and say, this is the way it's always going to be. Because sometimes the best way to find if this is a right fit for you, or if this is the right solution is to get out and try it. If we were going to go shoe shopping, no matter if you were buying dress shoes and I was buying running shoes, we're going to try the shoes on, right? And if I try the first pair of shoes on and they don't fit or I don't like them, that doesn't mean I just walk out and think, you know what? I'm never going to have a pair of running shoes because I just, I didn't find that first pair just didn't fit, didn't work. 
No, I'm going to keep trying on a pair until I find it. I may go through three or four pairs until I find the right pair. I may go to a different store even until I find the right pair. So you may have to do the same thing with your marketing plan and it's okay. It's okay to kind of try some things and test the waters and decide, yes, this worked. No, it didn't. And we're going to adjust accordingly, but don't do that with 25 ideas. That's a lot and can get very costly. Pick your top three to five and start implementing those. And probably of the five, three are going to be great and they're going to really be helpful. And two, maybe not so much. So you can cut the two or you can replace the two either way. But I recommend trying some things out, putting some legs on it, seeing what's working and come back and evaluate it after maybe three or four months of doing it. How's it working? Am I getting the results I'm looking for? Is this working? Does this fit? Does this feel right? So pick your ideas, put them into place. The last thing I want to encourage you to do is to come up with a calendar in which you're going to execute this marketing idea. If we want to talk about a global structure, we need to get not just our eyes up and looking at all the facets of our business. We also need to look at the time that's around it. The things that may be happening in one aspect of your business may be running at a different timeline in other aspects of your business. So I'll give you a great example. We work with a client that has um, several divisions. And while the overarching parent company, if you will, lives in one timeline, the different divisions live in their own timelines and they're not the same. And so if all we did was, you know, just work in one facet and didn't have the centralized global marketing approach, we would lose uh, some of those other areas in the process or they would all operate independently and none of them would work cohesively. Well, we don't want that. We want it to work cohesively. We want all facets to be considered. And so when we're talking about our structure or our marketing plan, we want a calendar that's going to help us put those pieces in a timeline that makes sense. And so that we know that those pieces don't flood our marketing channels. So we don't want to have everything pushing out in a marketing plan all at one time. And then the next month we have nothing, right? We want to create a even pressure in all of those facets and in all of those areas. So when we lay this out on a calendar, what we're doing is we're looking at maybe a couple of months at a time to say, okay, for this quarter, let's say, these are the things that we need to be doing from a marketing strategy and a marketing plan standpoint that will continue to move us forward to what our vision and our goal is for the year. Now, a lot of times people think that marketing plans mean the actual marketing part that people would see. So ads or, you know, social media or something on their website or some sort of promotion. But a lot of times what's really going into a marketing plan is the behind the scenes things. Like we need to ramp up to this promotional period. So in order to ramp up to that, we need to back up a couple of months and put these pieces in place first. And that's where calendar really helps because so many times I see that companies have really good ideas and they fail to execute those marketing ideas because they lose track of time. And all of a sudden they wake up and they're within a couple of weeks of what is their promotional period or a special thing that's happening. And they don't have an adequate amount of time to really market themselves and promote themselves in that ramp up period. The other thing that happens is that there's usually a down period. So if you ramp up to a promotional period, you've got the ramp up, 
You've got the actual promotional period of however long that might be. And then there's usually a downside. So it kind of goes in um, like a hill formation. There's a ramp up, there's a crest, and there's a downside. Well, the downside is a lot of follow-up typically. Um, how are we following up with leads? How are we following up with people that put things in their shopping cart and never checked out? How do we follow up with people that came to an event? So on and so forth. So the follow-up is a huge part of it. And you don't want to lose track of the follow-up. So a calendar and laying out a marketing plan on a calendar helps you not only maximize the ramp-up period, but leverage the downtime too, that downside so that you can do the follow-up correctly. We just had a very large trade show in our area. Huge. It's a four-day event, one of the largest ones that happens in our area. Super popular. Tons of people go to it. And there are several of our clients that had trade show booths at this event. And while the trade show is a lot of work, <laughs> being there for four days is a lot of work. There's a lot of preparation that goes into that. How much, you know, promotional things do we need to have at our booth? What are we giving away? What's the thing that we're handing off to people that stop by? What flyers or materials do we need? How does the booth going to look? What do we need to set up? Who's going to man it? I mean, lots and lots and lots of pieces of this plan, right? And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And if you can back up on the calendar and kind of ramp up to that, that makes it a lot easier. But what I find is that everyone gets ready for the event and they kill it at the event. It's four long days of meeting and greeting and shaking hands and being on and talking to people and, you know, making it work. But there's no plan for after that. And what happens is people just go back and kind of fall back into their regular office routine or mundane sort of check-in, check-out. This is the way we normally do things on a daily basis. And all of those leads, all of those warm referrals, all of those connections, they kind of fall to the wayside. And we don't really leverage all the work that we did at that trade show. And so again, having a marketing perspective that lays out on a calendar can create a couple of weeks after something like that to where you can truly do the right follow-up. So whether it's an event, whether it's promotions or sales or just your busy time of the year or your heavy time of the year, a calendar makes all the difference in the world so that you can lay out what needs to happen, when it needs to happen, and how are we following up once it happens. Now this could look like a several months. It could also look like just this month. So if you are in a situation where you know this is um, national baking month and you own a bakery, well then by golly, this month ought to be a lot of fun for you, right? You should be doing some fun things on social media and maybe doing some sort of like promotional game or some sort of sell or special, or maybe you're holding a class to get people to come in and experience the joy of baking. I don't know. You could come up with a million ways, right? To bring people into your space and to bring people in to experience your business and to create those relationships. And that is what marketing is. Marketing is opening the door to relationships and connections and experiences. And so that can look like a lot of different things. And in this particular month, that may be what you're trying to do. Doesn't need six or seven months of prep time and all this follow-up time, but you need to know ahead of time, hey, this is our really key month. So what can we do to leverage it? And having the chance to get out ahead of that is going to make that more successful for you than just shooting from the hip. So we've gone through several different steps or ideas of things that you can do 
to really find that perfect fit when it comes to a marketing plan. But here's the thing I really want you to take home with you today. There's not a lot of rocket science that has to go into this marketing plan. You know, when we have people reach out to us to help them construct or execute a marketing plan, there is this, you know, overwhelming feeling. It's just really outside of their comfort zone or they're so busy doing the day-to-day operations of business that marketing just kind of slips through the cracks. And that is a real thing. And we are here to help if that is where you're at. But let me also tell you that there is there doesn't need to be some complicated, convoluted system to help you execute your marketing goals. It takes a little bit of foresight, a little bit of planning, and then the uh, uh, the ability to execute it, right? So how can we step back and, and decide what we want and what is it going to take to get us there? How do we put those plans in place that really do help us reach our goal? Do we have time to execute it? How are we going to execute it? Are we also creating time to evaluate our progress along the way to make sure that these ideas that we're stepping into really, in fact, work? And then lastly, like, what is the benefit of this? How do we take the next step once we get close to that goal or we reach that goal? The whole idea of marketing is ever evolving. And what I mean by that is that coming up with ideas and strategy and plans is something that you should be looking at on a regular basis. You don't have to spend hours a week doing it, but you should set aside some time at least once a quarter to evaluate what you've just done and what you need to do next and how that measures up to your overall goals for the year. Is it taking you where you want to go? Is it leading you down the path you want to be on? Is it delivering the results that you need? And if it's not, then you can make those adjustments. If it is, then you're going to keep moving forward because your ideas are working. Don't get sidetracked by the glitter of something new and the shiny new fun thing that's rolling out. It could very well be that the new thing that's rolling out is the best idea for you, but that isn't always the case. And so it's all right for some new things to roll out. And then you say, you know, that's just really not for me. I'll give you a great example of this. Um, Last year, year before last, uh, Clubhouse became one of those hot, hot, trendy things. And if you aren't familiar with what Clubhouse is, is basically a a virtual room of discussion. Imagine, if you will, that we all got on to a Facebook post and started commenting in great mass together and having conversations. That in a verbal format is kind of what Clubhouse was. Someone would have a topic, you could jump in on it, and you would have these ongoing conversations in this digital virtual space surrounding a specific topic. Well, when this first came out, for whatever reason, this became like the hot thing and you couldn't get it. Like not everybody could get it. You had to wait until there was openings in the app for you to get it. It was only available by app and not by any other version. So you had to be able to get it on your smartphone. When it first launched, you could only do it on an Apple phone. It's all these kinds of things, right? For whatever reason, somebody got a hold of it and set it on fire. And it was like the thing that everybody should be doing to leverage themselves as an expert in their area Uh, and connect with other people. Well, have you heard of Clubhouse recently? 
I haven't. <laughs> and that's not to say it's a bad app or if you're using it, we should stop using it. It just is to show you that everything that comes out of the gate, trendy and exciting, isn't always the latest and greatest thing. And it isn't always the right fit for you. It is okay. You have my permission as a marketing expert to say no to some trends. It's okay. Not all that glitters is gold, right? And so trendy things that come out can be evaluated. They can be considered. You can do some research. You can check it out and then put it into the mix and try it. But don't forsake all of your other marketing plans. Don't assume that this is the thing and walk away from other things that are working. In our business mission statement, we talk about the exciting aspect of trends and new things that come out, but also having a great appreciation and a great love for timeless marketing techniques because they are timeless for a reason. And no matter who you are, what your business is, some of those techniques still very much work. And if we leave them all behind, then we don't have any foundation to come to and ride on when those trendy things fizzle out. And sometimes they do. Not all of them, but sometimes they do. And if you've banked on all of them and your trendiness is starting to fade out, you're constantly having to play the catch-up game. And that can be exhausting and expensive for businesses. So be sure that you know the things that you're trying do work. So give them a try, but also evaluate the success rate of that and what is it really doing for you. And don't be afraid to just say no if it's not a right fit. Remember, this is like as if you and I were going to go uh, shopping for shoes. And if you tried on a pair of shoes and didn't like them, you would say no. And you would have no qualms at telling the salesperson, this is not the right pair for me. I need to see something different or I need a different size or I need a different style or color. It would be okay. And you would be okay asking for that. It's the same idea when it comes to your marketing. Just because everybody else is jumping on a platform or jumping on a new trend, it doesn't mean that you have to as well. Try it and see, or don't try it. If you already know, it's not a good fit. It's all right. Be okay with sticking with the things that work for you. They will be the things that sustain you in the long run. And when the trends start to die out and new ones come in, you'll be the one that is able to stay consistent and cohesive in all the areas of your marketing. Well, I hope this episode inspires you a little bit to put your head down in a executed, planned, poised way when it comes to marketing, instead of feeling like you have to run around like a chicken with their head cut off when it comes to marketing, that it's okay that you don't have to trace chase after every trend or everything that comes down the pike, but that it's okay to try some of those things if in fact you think it might help you reach your goals. Ultimately, that's the thing, right, is to reach the goal. So what is yours? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And what do you want your marketing to do for you specifically? Remember the analogy. We're not just talking about wanting to go shopping or even wanting to go shoe shopping. We're getting specific to say, I am buying a pair of running shoes or a pair of dress shoes. That's what you need your marketing goals to look like. Don't get caught up in just the idea of saying, I want to grow or I want to make more money or I need more customers. Get dialed in on what those goals really need to look like especially for this year or in these couple of quarters. So you have a clear defined thing to shoot for and then find the marketing tactics and strategies that help you get there the best. 
If you're looking for some more ideas on this, make sure you head on over to our website, contentbyrequest.com. You'll find a link in the show notes. And by the way, you are the first to know that we are launching a really cool membership that is going to help give you some some resources, some education and how to's, as well as some accountability when it comes to doing marketing on your own. We're always here if you need to hire some professionals to help you out, but we know that that's not always the answer for everyone. So this is a great opportunity for you to get the support you need, but to do it on your own. Consider this your DIY invitation when it comes to your marketing. So make sure you hang around to learn more about that as we roll that out in the next month of April. And we'll be excited to share more details as we get closer to that rollout date. So stay tuned and we'll see you back here next week for more from the Marketing Megaphone.